This is God Alive. This is the Exalted Pile Driver. This is Criff. I mean Arnold. This is Alex and Nick from Tyrannonaut. Greetings from the far Siberian deeps. Here is Peter of Isgerur Morph. This is Zeke Evil from Natal Craft. This is Nick from Hessian Farm. This is Jason from Sulaco. I'm eating a plain cheeseburger. What's up, everybody? This is Ross Dolan from Immolation. It's Brian Mason from Charmer, Sulaco, and Contrarian. Maybe BML. What's up? This is Sully. This is Mama Nat. Hey, this is Rick Dorf from Wolfpack 44, the Electric Hellfire Club, and Coven. This is Richie from Grave Huffer. We're Immortal Possession, and you're listening to Grandisopian. <laughs> <laughs>
We started off episode 224 with two songs from two different bands from <laughs> Ithaca, New York. Both bands happen to be playing at the Metal Meltdown Fest at F and A Rhythm and Booze in Waterloo, New York. Awesome. Which will be a two day fest, August 4th and 5th, which is this coming weekend. Um, the first band was Cobra Cadaver with the song Existential D, and that's coming off of the 2023 EP. And then we went into Cactus Cathedral with the song Devil's Den from Suspending All Beliefs. All right, as promised, you asked me to keep you updated on the Taylor Shaw business trial. That was the woman who uh, killed her boyfriend, Shad uh, Thyreon, in Wisconsin. You remember that story? Chopped yep, off. I do. In, in his mother's house, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to school with someone named Shad. You did? Yep. I've never met a Shad. This is the only one I've ever heard of, besides the one you're mentioning now. I hope it wasn't him. I don't think so. It's not... Different last name. Um, okay, let's see here. Uh, one of the first witnesses was Shad's mother, who, if everyone remembers, unfortunately found her son's head in a bucket in the What basement. are you doing over there? What's, what are you tapping on? You sound like Bobby McFerrin. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I almost passed out when mowing, so I'm not feeling Don't great. Don't worry. <laughs> Be happy. Be happy. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> um, okay, first on the stand was a supervisor from the Brown County 911 Center. During our testimony, the jury heard the 911 call made by the boyfriend of Shad's mother. Steve Hendricks called 911 after his girlfriend Tara, Shad's mother, found what she believed was a head and a bucket in the basement of her house. I cannot imagine uh, no. the terror. No. Um, officers showed up, secured the crime scene. Uh, Officer Alex Wainish testified, I went downstairs at the bottom of the stairs to the right. There was a green bucket with a shower towel on top of it. Just to verify we had an actual head in the bucket, I lifted the towel off and there was in fact a human head severed uh, in the bucket. Awful. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even have words. Um, Shad's mother testified that she woke up in the middle of the night uh, by someone slamming a door. She got out of bed, checked the basement to see if her son was there. When she didn't find him in the basement, she turned to walk upstairs, and that's when she saw the five-gallon bucket. So apparently sometime last... So the trial kicked off last week. Mm-hmm. And I think um, she, Taylor, was going on the stand at some point last week. Mm-hmm. And her defense asked to the jury to have an open mind and not jump to any conclusions. It's funny, like, um, this is insane as far as... Yeah, it's not funny. ...ranking up there with the other insane murders that go on mm-hmm. and i don't see like this just gets a few articles right i don't see like this could be all over the tv and people would be probably enthralled with it um yeah i'm kind of surprised i have to do some digging to mm-hmm. keep up I on wonder, it i wonder why yeah i don't know but it's horrific I think um, they've tried to make the case that she's not able to stand trial. Mm-hmm. Like reason of insanity or whatever. Yeah. That's what you mentioned last time, right? Yeah. The judge keeps denying it, though. I think they've tried. I think they've tried that a couple times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't know the details around it because like you said, it's not like a very public yeah. case. So what and you said last time that her defense was She was temporarily insane because of the drugs. But wasn't there more to it as far as um that I forgot one of the charges you said like the he was already dead. Oh, um the sexual Oh, it was um the rape or whatever. He was Oh, the the um he was dead when the sexual abuse happened. The so mut- that, sex mutilation or yeah, whatever. So yeah, so okay. that should be dropped because mm-hmm. he technically wasn't a human at that point. Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting argument. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> is what it is. I would like that lawyer to argue that against his family member. Mm-hmm. If somebody did that to his family member. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Crazy. Yeah. I'm sure this will end up on TV at some point. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they'll make like, even if it's not like highly publicized, they'll make some type of documentary or movie out of it or something, you know? Yeah. I'm always so um, interested and curious at the cases that make national headlines. Mm Mm-hmm. Because so much of this awful shit happens every day, all the time, all over the country. And it's like, just like we hear a handful of them. Yeah. Which is probably good for my anxiety. (laughs) That's funny because you're completely obsessed with all that true crime shit. No, don't paint a picture like that. (laughs) Hey, I I watch it too. (laughs) Well, I'm not obsessed with it. Like you act like. I don't go to sleep to it. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, I can't help that the snapped guy's voice is soothing That to is me. not soothing. It's fucking creepy as shit. <laughs> it's soothing. Anyways, <laughs> let's play some songs. All right. First up, from Belarus, Evoking Winds, with the song The Oath. This is coming off of the Bald Mountain album, which is available now. And then we're going to go into Cryophilic. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. All right. With the song Majesty, and this is the first single from their upcoming sophomore release, Damned and Decayed, coming out August 25th on CDN Records.
Okay, I must ask you a question. Mm. So I came upon this article, um, and I'd like to know your thoughts on it. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the title of the article is, Devoted Wife Continues to Care for Husband After Traumatic Brain Injury. Mm-hmm. And so does her new husband. Okay. Um, Kristen Armstrong is no longer married to her high school sweetheart, Brandon Smith, but she loves him more than ever, and so does her spouse. In 2008, Kristen Armstrong received a terrifying phone call. Her husband, Brandon Smith, had been involved in a car accident, and it was bad. They couldn't tell me if he was alive or not. I remember asking my mom, what will I do if Brandon is gone? She couldn't picture her life without... Her rock. Armstrong, a speech pathologist, and Smith, an auto mechanic, had been married for two years, but together since they were in high school. When Armstrong got to the hospital, she learned that Smith was in the neurotrauma intensive care unit after being T-boned by a commercial truck. Smith, who had suffered a traumatic brain injury, would spend two months in a coma. Um, he woke up and now needs around-the-clock care and was moved into a nursing care facility in Texas. Smith was 23 at the time of his accident, and Armstrong was 24. She dreamed of having children. When it became clear that Smith would never recover, Armstrong made the heart-wrenching decision to file for divorce. Okay. Um... Let me see here. So she got remarried. Um, and they go visit Brandon every week in the nursing facility. They bring him home um, all the time. Like he is a part of their new family, I believe. Now there's children involved. Okay. What are your thoughts on that? So from coming from not a place of judgment, mm-hmm. right? But just what would you do in that scenario if you were her and what would you want her to do if you were him? Uh, if I was Brandon? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> if I was Brandon, I would want her to do a hundred percent what she did move on with her life i don't know that i'd be wanting to visit her and her new husband but i don't know what my mental state would be either he is um very much impacted like he's in a wheelchair he needs to be fed Mm. like around the clock care um yeah so if i if i was her i wouldn't have done that but if I was Brandon, I would totally want her to do that. So I feel like exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. Like I can't imagine myself doing that. Mm-hmm. But if I got in an accident and was severely impaired like that, I would want you, like if you wanted children, I would want all of those things for you. Yeah. Yeah. And you would come to visit. What? Um, I'd set you in the corner and you could watch <laughs> me and my new wife have sex. Hun, come on, man. <laughs> you always take this weird turn. I know. I'm like, oh, this article seems pretty that's, safe that's, to that's talk what I'm about. Here for. <laughs> <laughs> Will you feed me carbs first? Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I figured our answers would be 
the same. Yeah, I when I read it, I knew exactly what your response would be. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be a really hard decision for her, though. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and like I said, I'm not judging her. Like, no. we've had those kinds of conversations. Mm. We started out having those kinds of weird conversations. Yeah. Like, what if this? Do you want me to do this? Yeah. And what if that? Yeah. What if this happens? Yeah. So we're very clear where we both stand, mm-hmm. but I think our loyalty gets in the way of yeah. what we want the other person to do if something were to happen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know if if it's time for you to wipe my ass, it's over. <clears throat> Game over. Yeah, it's interesting to me that you don't want me wiping your ass. You'd rather a stranger wipe yeah. your ass. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess now that I think about that. (laughs) Now that I think about that, maybe we should play some songs. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right, what are you ready for? I am ready for Abel Sakira with the song Mott coming off of their Soundscapes album. I like how you avoided this. Yep, I told you I wasn't going to say it. You put those in there for me to say on purpose. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like the, bong rips for Jesus. The next the next band up is Hooker Spit from Canada with the song Call of the Void. And this is coming off of the Crotch Splitter <laughs> release, which came out on July 28th.
Have you heard about this uh, modern day Huckleberry Finn? No. <laughs> Is his name Bry? <laughs> um, that's a that's a Mike Durr reference. Yeah, he'll know. He'll know because he still listens every week. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so this says modern day Huckleberry Finn vanishes off grid for over a month. James Yoblonsky's family woke up last month to discover he was missing along with a car and a handgun. 13-year-old was from Wisconsin, has been missing for more than a month after police say he left home with a family car and possibly his dad's handgun in mid-June. For a month he was gone? Yeah. Um, his father is worried and offering a $10,000 reward for his son's safe return. And he wants his car back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, James ran away last month, likely to live off the grid at Devil's Lake State Park. During a large-scale search effort, police dogs found a possible campsite but no other signs of the boy Hmm. weird right yeah that's weird and I hope he's okay you know I'm impressed that a 13 year old could survive on his own and these like I feel like I don't know Maybe it's my ignorance, but I feel like years and years ago, you could see that happening. But now I feel like people are so dependent on technology and being yes. cared for that, like, I don't know. We've talked about this. I couldn't survive in the fucking backyard. <laughs> yeah. Nor would I want to. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> Um, do you want to talk about our weekend or do you want a family visit and then talk about our weekend?
That was Hell Cracks from Buffalo. And that song was Dead But Dreaming off of their 1991 demo, Playing With Piranha. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Kenny Brand was the drummer in that, who we know from Avulsion, Terminal Grace, Assailant, um, also Short Attention Span Theater. Ah, okay. And I'm... There's, I think he's been in a, a ton of bands that yeah. I'm forgetting, but those are a few of them. Very cool. Yeah. Um. So we did something very uncharacteristic of us this weekend. We hung out in an amusement park yeah. <laughs> for two days. <laughs> yeah, we did. But there was a reason. There was, yeah. So Friday night, we saw Loverboy and Foreigner. Yeah. And that was an awesome show. They yeah. both sounded spectacular. Yeah. The company was fun. Yep. It was hot, but the weather was gorgeous. Yep. Um, and then Saturday, we saw Berlin. Yeah. Um, Howard Jones. Yes. Howard Jones. And Culture Club. And Culture Club. And, uh, yeah. Culture Club was the least favorite. D- yes. But and I, Howard Jones might have been my favorite of the whole weekend. Yeah. They were awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they were, they were really cool. Yeah. And, uh, they had, um, they did a, Kaja Gugu cover. Yeah. And um, they had Nick Beggs, who was the bass player from Kaja Gugu, playing <laughs> bass with them. I feel like I'm saying that weird. <laughs> and he also played the Chapman stick. Yeah, that was cool. That sounded really cool. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm so, like, enamored by those. Like, I'd really love to play one or try to. Yeah. <clears throat> they're fairly rare and really fucking expensive. They sound so cool. Yeah, they are. They're really cool. I um, don't. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're confusing. Well, yeah. I don't know. Like looking at the string setup, I don't know what the tuning is for that. Oh. I'm sure there'd be like a huge <laughs> learning curve for it. But yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm very intrigued. I'd love to at least try to play one <laughs> or make horrible noise on one. <laughs> but yeah, um, they were they were good. Yeah, yeah, everyone sounded really good. Berlin was really good, even though you complained about a backing track. <laughs> yeah, it was the, pretty hefty for the for the singer, right? Yeah, yeah. She could still sing, though. But, yeah, like, her pipes were awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Culture Club, like, has never been my favorite. Right. I mean, they obviously have some hits, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. I think we went because we both love 80s synth pop. Yes. And yeah. We... All I will say is oftentimes for like these larger at one point bands, when they come through, you know, 40 years after they were like huge, Mm -hmm. their followers are, their fans are 40 years older, right? So they have families, they don't go out, they have grandkids, like whatever the situation, but they don't necessarily party the way they used to. Right. And oftentimes those crowds are way more unruly than our typical metal show. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That is very true. Which is a little frustrating because um they're all adults like yeah way adults <laughs> yeah I, but they don't drink and they don't go to concerts and they don't party like they used to so right i'm kind of like you know 
empathetic to that, but mm. <laughs> I I I think <laughs> we'll probably agree on this that the worst crowd that we've been uh, subjected to was Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart and I think Cindy Lauper was opening or something. Yep. But yeah, that crowd was horrendously bad. Yes. Really, really bad. Yes. <laughs> so rude, yes. inconsiderate. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, it was we had we had great seats. It was raining, so mm. I'm glad we had seats. We did have very good seats. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about so we went through we we obviously walked the park, it was Darien Lake. And we were talking about how as a kid it seemed so big. Yeah. It seemed huge. And yeah. now as an adult, I'm like, man, this is kind of disappointing. Yeah. That's <laughs> a lame overpriced shithole. Yeah. I can't call it a shithole, really. No, it's not it's a shithole. It's just not our thing. No. And it was the selection of if you wanted food or drink was not good. No. And very expensive. Yes. But I don't know. And don't, they did the whole, you know, $15 a beer thing. Yeah. But we did go on one ride. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm guessing... I don't know if the pricing is comparable to how it was back in the day. I feel like it's more now because there's a lot less people going. So they have to jack up oh, the prices. Oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe. I feel like everyone jacked up their prices and blamed it on COVID. Yes. Yep. I will say I did have some FOMO over the weekend missing Salako play. Yeah. Definitely. Um, that was a bummer. Yeah. But I heard, we heard that they sounded awesome. We mm. haven't seen any of the video yet, but I'm, we're both really excited to check it out. So Yeah. Yes. Yep. Hopefully we can look at that soon. Yeah. Um, by the time people are hearing this, we will have probably already seen it. Seen it. Yes. I say we head on out of here. All right. <laughs> Let's do that. Um, kicking off this segment is Extreme Torture with the song Immortal Suffering. And this is the title track of their latest release out now on Severed Records. And then second up is Cosmonauts Day from Russia with the song Hail the King. This is live at Destroy... The Humanity Studios off of their latest release, It Got Them. And then ending the show is Descent of Man with the song Dismal Finality. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be an asshole. And... Yes, I do. What do you feel like doing? Killing people. You still feel like killing people? Yes. Describe the feeling that you get when you feel like killing people. Well, last March 11th, I was hallucinating, and I took a razor blade and I cut a man's throat. That's gruesome, Joe. That's horrible. Yes, it is. You don't blame me if I say I hope you never get out of this place. I hope I never do either, either.